the South Congress podcast. To win or lose, what's the worst of fate? I'm trying to last, not be the first down like what Herschel makes. And the judge heard my case. Said that my skills was uncut like a film with no commercial breaks. Then I got hurled of fate. He said that he found me guilty like pipelines underground on built see. Your whole town will feel me. Better grab some Q-tips and earplugs cause no shit man my sound is filthy. Take my crown and kill me. Nice try but have a nice day son. No skills or bars that's why mice wave guns. Lines full of weekends like when five days come. Y'all is tired like Oprah on a 5k run. <laughs> it's not play of fun. I promise that you losers won't smile. We making moves while y'all snooze the whole while. You want to talk down, the boy will bruise your profile and leave you cakes cockeyed just like music soul child. <laughs> the South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's the South Congress Podcast, episode 114. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. How you doing this week, sir? Man, I'm uh, chilling. I kind of feel like it's Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it's like we've had to kind of stop and restart a few times. Um, so, so, you have to put together stories with like a timeline, right? Oh, yeah. So in October, I'm renting a room in a house. And I remember that, yeah. It's two guys, uh, a guy named Gil and a guy named Darren. Gil is is young. Gil's like 21, 22. We have the same birthday, so I think when I turned 34, he turned like 22. Um, okay. And he came to the birthday party and drank up on my hand. Um, what? Yeah. But I kind of gave him a pass because it was his birthday. Because you know how we, we were doing the live show, but we also had like bottles off to the side. Did he go? So, yeah, he showed up. And I was like, yo, man, it's your birthday. Like, yeah, you can get something for you to drink. Went directly for the hen. No, that, that's a fight right there. Now he was cool. He worked at a pizza spot. He used to hook it up. So oh, never mind. He paid his own. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that's Gil. So it was Gil and this other guy named Darren. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darren uh, had this girlfriend. I uh, used to come around and, you know, Darren's my age. He's like 34, uh, give or take. And uh, his girlfriend's a nice girl. Like, she comes by a lot. Uh, you know, stays there a bunch because they're super serious. So she got pregnant. And, uh, you know, being a grown-up, having different responsibilities. She had her own place. Of course, he lived where he lived. So I think he decided... Or they decided, or she decided, or however. But it was like, yo, we need our own place. Like, we're having a kid, raising a child, right? Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like, uh, more power to y'all for figuring it out on that level. So, they move out, start to move out like a few months before the lease is up. Um, You know, I have, uh, you know, my money wasn't wasn't bad so when he moved out early i was like well without saying it this probably means i'm going to have to put in a little more money here and there to take care of stuff right Mm -hmm. and they weren't like you know living in that spot wasn't breaking me financially so when it looked like it was getting to that point i was like look dude 
I know y'all got your own place. I know you got to take care of utilities and stuff over there. I can pay. Uh, you know, we can split your part of the rent. Like, we'll take care of that. You don't even worry about it. Handle your business. And, of course, he's Fair like, enough. he's grateful at the time, right? Yeah. Um. So, he had two dogs. And I mean this <sighs> part of the, I mean this part of the story. And I, I just want to, like, this is my space. I'm not saying that I was right or wrong in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't use the oven in that house until I had maids come and clean it. Sounds about right. Makes sense. Like it was just a situation where I didn't feel like the people who lived there were cleaning the house, you know. And it's not like oh, I believe it. It's not a dorm, you know what I mean? Like it's not like yeah. a small space. It's kind of like this is a house that has to be cared for, like a house. Yeah, you know. So, absolutely. Um, I didn't feel like that is really what was happening at the time. So. You know, I took it upon myself to, you know, you got to sweep here, you got to mop here, you got to do the dishes here, or else it's not going to get done. You know what I mean? So, took care of a lot of stuff on that end. So, when he moved out, um, you know, there are all these steps and qualifications that are a part of renting a house that you have to take care of. Yeah. One of them was, upon move out, you have to get it professionally cleaned. So, you know, I bit the bullet and I paid the, you know, $200 or whatever for the maid. You know, had that knocked out. Um, paid to get the carpet clean. So it's three different carpets. And like yeah. my carpet, uh, you know, no animals in the room. It's just straight. Uh, Gil's carpet, yeah, no animals in the room, straight. But Darren had two dogs, you know, and I don't know how often those dogs were bathed. I don't know how often the room was clean. But to tell the story, um, we had to get his individual carpet clean three times so it was i think almost 200 for the three rooms and i'll say this they definitely sent 45 each for the room so i'll say that part right Mm -hmm. but then i had to get that guy to come back twice afterward right oh yeah and then you had to replace the curtains in the room because the curtains are what were contributing a lot towards the smell. Because, guys, you could not be in that room too long without the dog smell coming out. Like, like it was insta- like instantly uninhabitable. It, it was it was gross point to where, you know, all the cleaning and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? And um, I think I was doing something. I was like, with the, opening the windows mm-hmm. and I look in the backs of the curtains. Is all these like little dog hair, like just clumps. Mm-hmm. On the curtains and I'm, and the curtains high. It's not on the ground. Yeah, this curtain's at least like, you know, five plus feet up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember you came in. And you were like, how? I don't even want to know. Yeah, you, you know, kind of thing. So we threw that shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like we're talking already in the neighborhood of three hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a deposit. That I'm not even on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's somebody else's deposit. Yep. But I came out of pocket that with that money to take care of what's going on in the house. So mm-hmm. I paid your rent. I paid to have the house cleaned. And I paid to have your carpet clean an additional time on top of what you paid, right? Yeah. So we're talking about shit. At least 
500 but probably above that when we start talking about fees and stuff right oh yeah um and then i'm the one paying to get like the grass cut you know what i'm saying like i'm taking care of stuff around the crib now none of this is to say that i'm any type of good person or good samaritan i'm just laying out for y'all the scenario for what comes next mm-hmm. so my man hit me my man darren hit me like a week ago and was like hey um have you heard anything from the leasing company about the deposit? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, like I haven't talked to him, but I feel like I know where that conversation is going. Yeah. So he calls me, right? And I'm not going to give up all that man's business because some of this stuff kind of sounds heavy, but long story short, his girl had the baby. The baby's healthy. All right. That's good. That's good to know. They got into an altercation that did not result in any type of like violence toward her or the baby. It wasn't nothing like that. But whatever happened in the situation, she decided that he had to go. Like that was the long and short of it, right? So the apartment that they got together or whatever, he's out and... Uh, he also quit the job that he was doing. Why would he do that? I I think the nature of the job and the times that we live in now probably make it difficult to do that job. You know, um, I, I hate when you get on here and you're like, well, if and you don't always do this. It's about certain jobs. Mm-hmm. But you're like, well, um, you should have been more responsible and done X, Y and Z to where you didn't have to do that job. I am not agreeing with that, but I'm saying that the times that we live in have made it hard for people to work. Okay. Okay. Fair. So he was like, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of have hard times now and, you know, I'm living here and all this kind of stuff. So he was like, yo, so I'm trying to see if I can get that deposit. And my dilemma is this, like I dealt with whatever he's going with. Like, that's not your man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not responsible for anything going on with him because I guess a stranger to you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm barely responsible. Like, he cool. It's not my man. Like, we just happen to live in the same place for a while, right? Yeah. So he's basically like, can I get my deposit back? Now, whatever the leasing office figured out. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with like the current climate of the world and people leasing places and all that. I don't know if they did a deposit or whatever. I know I didn't have to pay nothing extra upon resigning, but basically like, I think they decided whoever moves out last, once everybody who was a part of the lease is done, that's when the deposit is redistributed. Either to whoever did it originally or whatever. But that's on them. My thing was like, my man, I volunteered to pay my money out of pocket for you for a couple of months. So you can't turn around and be like, yo, can I get some of the deposit back so that I can do my thing? Like, I get that you got a situation, but like you asking people you don't even know to help you when people you don't even know already helped you. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he wasn't such a Kyle. He wouldn't have the situation. And so I basically told him, like, yo, like, we're not comfortable doing that, right? Yeah. How about he texted me back? He was like, gotcha. And then 
the day after I went outside, I think to get the mail, I looked to the left. He had been planting a garden there for a while. Like it was kind of along the front of the house and right next to the driveway. They were all dug up and gone. (laughs) So my man got in his feelings and dug up the garden. That's fine. It's not fine. Like it's, (sighs) I'm not upset. But I'm just like, damn, homie, like, that's a wild reaction. The don't plants belong in the woods? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about why that's funny. Oh, my God. It's just Mother Nature, right? Oh. I mean, Mother Nature is. I just feel like he probably forgot, because I forgot that I had paid that man's rent. He probably forgot. And he got a million things going on. So, you know, he's reacting to that. But, like, homie, I... I don't understand lashing out like that to somebody who never did you no harm, mm-hmm. especially when that's something you got to take up with the people you signed a lease with. That ain't with me. And you know, guys, like it is a bad situation. And yes, I know I'm coming off as an asshole right now, but here's the thing. I occupy that room now. <laughs> you have no idea what I've gone through since I've moved in. And he- here's an update for today. Found a little dog hair tumbleweed in my room, which is the reason why I was like, what the fuck? Why does it keep coming back? Little dog tumbleweed. I picked it up. You know, I had it like right like right here. This I'm far. watching you. Okay. And it just reeks like, nope, threw that bitch away. Yeah, it, it's really a situation where like you kind of treated the spot however you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And like the people after you have to be super responsible for it. So you got to understand like they wouldn't have gave you your money back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, he owes them money. I've cleaned an apartment spotless and been told you owe us $500. You know what I'm saying? So, that's insane. I don't, well, because I mean, the goal is to fuck you. Yeah. Like, because it don't cost $500 for them to clean it, but the goal is to fuck you. So, you know, that's what it is. But certainly not my goal to fuck nobody over, but it's like, dog. Yeah. I had to come off all this damn money. So, you know, that, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, like I said, it's just, that's, that's just pretty lame of him to come off, come off and do that. You know, n- knowing that you spent all this, done all this. and Dire straits. I understand you yeah. reacting in an emergency, but, but that's the situation he caused himself. But you took the flowers, dog. You dug up, like, that's not light work. You put in the effort to dig up the flowers at your old house. You put in the effort to get a new job. I don't know. I mean, shit. You put in the effort on his relationship. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. The South Congress podcast. So, I don't want this to become a habit. Um, Hopefully, the universe doesn't decide this is the way things need to go. But, like one of the biggest icons of our lifetimes passed away today. Oh yeah. Um, so R.I.P. to Regis Philbin, uh, eighty-eight years old. We don't know the cause of death at the time that we're doing this. Um, what do you most remember Regis from, Peanut? From being uh, drawn on the Boondocks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is true. This is true, right? Um, he. You know, we can't even start to talk about, like, the guest star roles that he did. Like, I'm just looking like, all my children, family guy, Becker, 
Famous Jet Jackson. Hercules. He was on Famous Jet Jackson? He was. Really? Uh, the Simpsons. Spin City. Caroline in the City. Seinfeld. Larry Sanders. Kung Fu The Legend Continues. Mad About You. Uh, Hollywood Squares 14,000 Times. Uh, Fantasy Island. Chips. The plane boss. The plane. And we're going backwards in time so you guys know. Like the Danny Thomas Hour. What? Get smart. The show, not the movie. I remember that. Um, and you know he was his first TV gig, like his first big TV gig. Uh huh. An announcer on the Tonight Show in 1962. Who the hell was that with? Uh, who was Tonight Show 1962? Was that Carson? I feel like it was Carson. Johnny Carson must have been right. I don't know. I know Johnny Carson's the seventies. But basically like could have been to link our shows together. Bob he Hope, was hosting know. the goddamn or he was announcing on a tonight show when our man John Lewis was getting hit in the head with fucking uh wooden crates and shit. That's how long ago <laughs> that was, right? So um I mean Regis for me, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee, Regis and Kelly are are the big ones. Who wants to be a millionaire is like the the thing. Oh yeah. Because that's when I'm like you know, primetime show. That's when I'm like of age to be involved in things and jaded enough to care about a game show. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Did you watch any of those Supermarket Sweep episodes? Yes, on- I did. <laughs> Everybody our age, I feel like, burned through all 16 episodes because of nostalgia. You know, I've always wondered. So when they got those products, were they real products? It was just like a box. I. Oh, you mean like when they picked them up, were there actually beans in the can? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Or or like the bagels, were those actual bread bagels or just like display ones? Like I've always wondered. Like, cause like, you know, when they do the sweet part uh, towards the end where they got like the two minutes or whatever it is that they've um, acquired through like the little uh, games and the questions beforehand. And you see them grab like the turkeys. They're just grabbing these turkeys and briskets like nothing. I'm like, oh shit. Like, you know, were people swole back then or are these just like. You know, it was like, you know, a fluff, like a pillow turkey or some shit. Because, yeah, no, I've absolutely loved watching that show back in the day. But nothing replaces whenever you get, which, I, by the way, I think I think about it now. I think I know the cure for Corona. Is it that, is it that Canada dry bowl ginger ale? No. Okay. It is couch, blanket, and... Price is right, Bob Barker. Okay. Not Drew Carey, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. You know how many yeah. people you know how many kids Bob Barker healed? For Whole sure. generation of them. No, people said with Regis, they were like R.I.P. to like the the sick day host. For yeah. real. Between and you gotta remember like me and Peter are of a certain age. Sick day 35. was uh like to me it was Springer, Ricky Lake, Phil Donahue. Sally Jesse. Countess Vaughn <laughs> to like date myself, right? Eureka's and Castle. Eureka's fucking fucking Magellan and his scheme or Batley yeah. and his schemes. Allegra's window. Um and of course David the Gnome. Yeah. Regis Feldman. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just when you're homesick, that TV turns on about ten AM Eastern and you're running through like all those different shows. So um, you know, and Regis, I have to say. Um, for my other job, Regis was the host of WrestleMania Seven, and he's a guy who loved pro wrestling. Um, and you know, you have stuff with him, Hogan, and Mr. T. Um, again, him hosting WrestleMania Seven. Uh, just going forward, just a huge fan of the business and always willing to participate. So, you know, for the levels of me as as regular guy Cam and also other job Cam, R.I.P. to Regis Philbin, man. 
Um, just a real American icon who seemed to always be having a good time doing what he did. And, you know, God bless him. We all hope to have a position in life where we can show up every day and enjoy it. So yeah, R.I.P. to Regis Philbin. Salute, sir. Before we get off that point, mm-hmm. who would you call as your lifeline on who wants to be a millionaire? Depends on what the question is. Oh, no, well, all things being equal, all things being equal. Okay. Um, whoever it is knows the answer to the question. So who would you choose to, in the moment, give you the correct answer to a question that's going to be worth a whole bunch of money? Legit, I think I, I would call my Uncle David. Okay. He pretty much, like, you know, he's a very intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much damn near knows a lot about everything, which is mm. crazy. Like, you can say something, be like, oh, yeah, and he'll give you the whole breakdown and, you know, just like clockwork. I'll probably call him. Sounds like a man with a lot of guns. No. To introduce me no, to. No. So, <laughs> um, I, like, I honestly don't know, man. Like, of course, like, my mom is the easy answer, right? Yeah. Um, You know. Should I, I call my mom? I go broke as fuck. I may have dated a woman or two mm-hmm. who... They are intelligent women, like with college degrees. Mm-hmm. Would not trust them to give me the right answer on who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> I think there's enough like spite and vitriol in their hearts to where they give me the wrong answer on purpose. I'll be fucked up. Sucks to be you, nigga. And I got to deal with that. I got to eat that. Um, it's super unfortunate and scary. I want no parts of that. Fun fact about my uncle, though. He was one of the first Hispanic people at Texas State. Mm-hmm. And he also got kicked out of Texas State. What did he get kicked out for, sir? Uh, my, it would have been because it was his uncle. So my great uncle, who's actually still around kicking and stuff, um, had brought in a uh, a bottle of whiskey. And one of the kids that doesn't look like you or I that was there <laughs> saw it and pretty much snitched on my uncle. And he got kicked out. That's a great transition <laughs> to our next topic, funny enough. <laughs> The South Congress podcast. So the NBA is back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched two of the scrimmages so far. Um, what do they air on? Uh, is ESP, is ESPN I think it's or? NBA TV, but NBA you TV. know, okay. the internet is what it is. That's right. Um, so you can find stuff. And um, we're spoiled, Peanut, because we have a team that we root for. That's been in the playoffs 22 straight years. Yep. So I don't watch a lot of regular season basketball. Um, it's fun to see highlights and stuff, but I don't feel obligated to look at all the specifics of X, Y, and Z happening. Uh, because, you know, when it's crunch time, that's when our team is there. Um, whether they do great and win a championship or do and get, you know, kick out the first round, you know, they're there. And so I can kind of plan my life around that as far as watching TV goes. Um, But now we're in the NBA bubble where it's a controlled environment in Orlando. Um, People can come in. They typically can't go out. They're tested for COVID-19. And it's like, you know, we don't want to be a Petri dish. (laughs) We want to keep everybody clean, be able to play this game, crown an NBA champion, get some of this money back. Right? Yeah. All good. All good. And and granted, some of the basketball I've seen, I'm like, wow. Like, Denver went out there and ran out a lineup that had Jokic at the two. 
and at bowl bowl it forward. The shortest guy in that starting lineup was Paul Millsap, who is six foot seven, who is, I believe, a four for every team he's ever played for. Six foot seven. They were out there running a goddamn power eye <laughs> in the bubble. Maryland right? eye and shit. So the bubble, as it's being explained, is a bunch of millionaires and multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, who typically are in the 6'3", 6'4", range on average, um, who have, again, all the money in the world, access to whatever tech, whatever party, whatever shoes, whatever clothes that they want, based on the thing they do for a living. They decided that, hey, we're going to be able to keep all these guys healthy and fresh and out of trouble inside this bubble to make this thing work. How long did you think that was going to last? Like two days of that. So, Lou Williams, um, the perennial NBA six-man, who, like, in a different way than Manu Ginobili is a six-man, because Manu is very much, we take you off the bench not because you can't absolutely start for this team, but because for a long time it served our purposes as far as having a second unit that was led by a first-unit guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But Lou Williams is like the perennial six-man guy. Everybody realizes how good he is. He seems to fit every scenario best as somebody coming off the bench, right? Yeah, it's a fair assessment. Lou Will is also the NBA fa- NBA player famous for having two girlfriends. Not having a girlfriend who found out you had another girlfriend and got upset with you, but simultaneously dating two women who get along with each other perfectly fine. Oh, they're not trying no to problem. fuck up their money. Yeah, so everybody's great. Right? Yeah. So, Lou Williams had to leave the bubble for a funeral, okay. which I'm sure mattered to him a lot. Like, I'm not taking away from that at all. Yeah, absolutely. On the way back to the bubble, he may have stopped at Magic City in Atlanta. The strip what? club, Magic City in Atlanta. And order some food. How do we know? Jack Harlow who I'm sure is a rapper you never heard of. Mm-hmm. Think like Little Dicky with less facial hair and less clout. Um, Jack Harlow took a picture of the two of them at Magic City and posted it online. So now Lou Williams is in hot water <laughs> for breaking the bubble and stopping to get food from a strip club. Now, he admitted to doing it, um, but my point is this. I don't know how you stop these guys with all this money who are used to, because most NBA players don't make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, not only during the season, because Bamani Jones tells this great story. Um, he doesn't say the player or his friend, but basically his friend was a journalist who was like going along with a player, I believe, in New York. And they were just walking. You know, they're like going to the next place they're going to. And a car with three women pull up next to them. And they look at the NBA player and they say, hey, do you want to have a foursome with me and my friends? He looks at the guy he's with, he shrugs and says, okay, I guess, and jumps in the car with him. And he's still very much alive, so he wasn't robbed. So that's a life of an NBA player. Like, again, we found out at a young age that being tall is like a trait. Yes. <laughs> that women like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So being tall and also being, you know, one of those 200 or so people who are so skilled that they can play professional basketball that's going to win you points that's kind of like when uh the few times remember a couple times we were in intro 
Shout out to Antro. And um, I think it's like a couple times, like literally, we ran into um, Ike and Tony. Yes. And they were like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yes. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't be friends with y'all right now. I saw them effortlessly do things that take me at least, you know, <laughs> 40 minutes in the right light. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, shout out to them. Though. Hey, more power to them, yeah. man. But absolutely, so yeah, they're like regular six, guys, eight, six nine respectively. Regular guys get that. So being an NBA guy, like who they know, the yeah. name on the back of your jersey, yeah, for sure. So it's like telling these guys you can't be social. Oh, it's a task. And I believe there are absolutely players who will abide by that mm-hmm. because they're like, look, our money's on the line. Uh, collective bargaining agreement's going to come up. And I want to be an NBA champion. Like, there are absolutely guys who feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. I when you start fucking with people's money, all of a sudden everybody behaves. But Lou Will, who has gotten contract after contract after contract, yeah, um, and is also in this great position where you know I've proven that I can balance multiple women and nobody get upset. So I can probably keep this thing going forever. <laughs> Him specifically, you can't really tell that guy what to do. Um. Who's the next person to break the bubble? I would say. I'll put it like this. And and this is not like an indictment on them. Mm-hmm. But J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters are yes. on the same team. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Henny and Weed, right? <laughs> Henny and Edibles. I'm not saying I've done those things together this week. However, <laughs> I am aware of the issues that they can cause and the bad judgment that they can expose. So good luck to the Lakers. Um, <laughs> Braun, <laughs> work your magic, baby. My, That's all you can do. My thing is I feel like the NBA needs to be more strict and like shit like that. And you say, like, nah, you know what? You're good. You're done. Because it, it's kind of like they could potentially infect others. Absolutely. And now the whole league's got to shut down again. Mm-hmm. Like. Instead of saying, oh, you need a quarantine and come back. No, fuck that. You know what? Nah, you're good. Stay home. See you later. I don't know if a one-strike rule is great, but a two is great. No, nah, it needs to be. At times like this, it needs to be a one. Like, this isn't the time to fuck around and just kind of do what you want to do and YOLO and have that mindset. Mm-hmm. This, is not, this is not the time to do that shit. Like, they're privileged enough to have a season and to have this shit go on, considering how Florida is a cesspool of COVID-19 and shit. And then you're going to fuck it up by going to Magic City and get some wings and shit. You, you could have just got wings yourself, had it delivered or something. You know what? Hmm. I'm not going to disagree. That's that's what I have to say on that. Oh, yeah. gosh. This show's off the rails already. Good. The South Congress Podcast. So let's talk about <laughs> the most important person to our podcast. Who's that? Kanye West. Oh, shit. Now, I have, this is weird to say, right? Yeah. I have a number of portraits and posters under my bed that for reasons Mm. I can't put out on walls, right? One of these posters Mm -hmm. is from a Kanye West concert from, I think, five years ago. Um, I went to a Yeezus concert, bought a poster, had it framed was a big deal to me at the time. Um, I no longer listen to Kanye's music. And in full disclosure, I'll listen to a song 
from Life of Pablo and Bank. Oh. Um, okay. But I don't, I haven't heard, I think the only song I heard after Life of Pablo was that You're Such a Fucking Ho. I love it. Didn't know it was Kanye when I heard it, but I've never streamed that song on my phone, which is either. where I will start with this. But I haven't heard sure the heard last two Fu, albums. Kung Fu a few times. For sure. Yeah. Like, I haven't heard the last two albums. I just, you know, like, somebody talks crazy enough about the things you need them to talk right about, you kind of mm-hmm. duck off, right? Yeah. Kanye decided he was running for president, went to Charleston, South Carolina, and was wilding the fuck out. There's a video, and you've seen it. Yes, I have. Of him getting on stage and saying, Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. She just took them north to work for a different white man for a dollar. Give or take, that's the quote, right? Yeah. Where do you even start with that? Like, again, this is a guy who says slavery was a choice. Fellas that listen to the show, <laughs> listen. This is coming from Mi Corazon. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Throwing yourselves and fawning over Kardashians. That Kardashian pussy is tainted. It is poisonous. It'll make you go loco in the worst ways. I mean, I think the not, not like Andre out. 3000. He's loco, but in a good way. <laughs> He's got he got more creative. So that's fine. Wait, which Kardashian did he smash? That was Erica no, Badu. No, no, but, but I'm saying, yeah, but I'm saying, but like he's he kind of went crazy too, but in a good way. All right, Erica Badu has that good crazy. Pussy. The Kardashians have that. Listen. Yeah. When Khloe Kardashian said, if we use towels to dry us off after we shower, why do we need to wash our towels? I knew that I needed no parts of that family. (laughs) Khloe Kardashian said that. And that's. She I really even, said that. I don't even have to I think, expound on that. I think we, we can know, just let that float. I think we know somebody who would be perfect for her, and this person owns a lot of guns. So listen. So Kanye had that thing in, in South Carolina mm-hmm. where he was wilding the fuck out, saying shit. People were walking out from what he was saying. And it's funny because that one clip that lady's like, all right, it's time to leave. Yeah. Why were you there in the first place? Yeah, I mean, listen, my Come little on, cousin now. went to go see Kanye when he decided he was going to have an impromptu performance at Georgetown. There is a certain curiosity. Was it Georgetown or Howard? Ha, she was to Howard. I'm sorry. There is a certain Which curiosity that, uh... that exists. Howard? No, no. Your cut was Simone? Oh, oh, yeah. Look at names. Goddamn. My bad. Oh, I forgot. She's really like grown up and shit. That's yes. crazy. But I have a cousin who attends Howard who. Oh, we don't even have the same last name. It's fine. Uh, but was like, yeah, I went out there and saw Kanye. And I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> That's insane so, that she's already in college. Kanye fired up the tweet gun and started letting that chopper sing. Yeah, he did. Here's what he said. Shia was supposed to do the first Yeezy Gap shoot, and he never showed up. Shia LaBeouf. Right? Fuck him for other reasons. Well, not, a, not, not necessarily fuck him. Fuck that a, new movie okay. he's in. Anna Winter showed me love, 
But when I told her I was going to Gap, she looked at me like I was crazy. Then she called back kissing my ass. Who was that? Uh, Anna Winter, the designer. Okay. Chris and Kim call me now. Shia is Cap. Kim tried to bring a doctor to lock me up with a doctor. If I get locked up like Mandela, y'all will know why. Drake, pondering emoji. Come and get me. This is the exodus like Pusha said. On God. Chris, don't play with me. And that calm yay are not allowed around my children. Y'all tried to lock me up. Now, for reference, the nigga he's calling calm yay mm-hmm. is the bald nigga that looks like skinny Luke Cage that Chris is dating. <laughs> so instead of Kanye, he's a nigga who don't start no trouble, so he's calm yay. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. I put my life on the line for my children that Norse mother would never sell her sex rape. I put my life on God that Norse mom will never photograph her doing Playboy and that's on God. I'm at the ranch. Come and get me. Then he posted a tweet of him Googling righteous indignation. And then the West children would never do Playboy West. And it's a picture of him and all his kids. And there's also a love that or a tweet that basically says, uh, like in Jesus name, no more cap. Now, when I first chose the picture as the cover for this show, a friend of ours said, wow, you're not going to use that to make fun of him. And I had to reconsider and actually use a different picture. Why? Because my goal is not to actually make fun of Kanye. I just want to point out that this nigga's lost his fucking mind. Which is making fun of him, but he's, okay. How's that making fun of him? He's been losing his fucking mind. But when is the point where the people who care about him jump in and stop him from doing this shit? They're not going to. He still generates money. It's And that's the nasty part. There are so many people just eating like, off of the things he does. Just like the same people that are telling you shit. Why are you doing that making fun of him? They're probably still listening to it. Maybe not that person specifically. But there are people out there that I, I know I can probably guarantee that there's at least this many people mm-hmm. that associate with you on Twitter that, you know, try and be like, oh, you know, this blah, blah. And they probably still listen to Kanye and do all that shit. For sure. I, yeah. I think that, listen, so, what, what do we always say on this show? What, what's that? My personal choices mm-hmm. do not have any bearing on how I feel about anybody else. Oh, true. Like. Yeah. Me not listening to Kanye is a thing in my head. You not listen. Like, if I go to a party and you're playing Kanye, I'm not mad at you. It's not like R. Kelly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Kanye is just a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's that's fine. But, you know, and then he gets on Twitter today and apologizes to his wife. Well, another tweet that he sent that's not on that list mm-hmm. was like, uh, yeah, I got a problem with Kim because she met up with Meek to, quote unquote, talk about prison reform. He thinks his wife fucked Meek Mill. Probably did. I have seen a podcast. Where somebody was like, yeah, Meek fucked my bitch. And I was like, ooh, that's rough. But he also got money, so he wasn't tripping on it. But yeah. Kanye, I don't know how much money he has. He got all the money in the world. Somebody fucking this girl is going to break him. He's not built for that. We saw what happened with Will Smith. Most people aren't built for that. So I'm not yep. narrowing. I'm not like saying Kanye specifically. Most people can't tolerate the idea of somebody fucking that girl. If Jada's all fucking other people, you know every other woman is fucking people. <laughs> that means they're all cheating? Yes. Okay. Because here's the thing. 
Will Smith gave her gave her the greatest life she could ever have. You know, he got all the money. Got well, in fairness, she yeah. was fine without Will Smith. Yes, but true. I hear you. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you know, you know, everybody always talks about like you know, oh, blah blah, take care of all that bullshit mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay, this motherfucker could literally give her anything she could ever desire, mm-hmm. and boom, it could happen. You know what he can't give her? What young meat? I guess so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He can give you. I mean, yeah, you know, will be he be doing a lot of pushups and shit, but. That's one thing you can't exercise. That's why I say, fellas, you know what? Don't stress over don't stress over these women. You know. There's always another one you can lie to. Yes. <laughs> There's always another one that you can waste their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's ready to be fooled at, at any moment. There's a sucker born every day. Double entendre. The South Congress podcast. Oh, I see what you mean. I got you. <laughs> So the last thing that we'll talk about before we get out of here, um, I got into a little situation and I want to, I want to really express how I feel and the things that I think are appropriate and inappropriate, right? Mm -hmm. So we were having a conversation, uh, we being, you know, me and some friends on Twitter about AEW, so All Elite Wrestling's lack of diversity. And this was about a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody jumped in the conversation and was basically like, are we really questioning their lack of diversity when they have X person of color, Y woman of color, a literal dinosaur, Z person of color, A person of color, right? And in the moment, we were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, are you fucking serious? And so us being who we are and you know how we came up, you know how we talk like that shit was funny to us. Like it was in the immediacy. It was offensive. Yeah, um, I see that. And I'll explain that in a second. But it was funny to us. And so it's a joke that we reference from time to time. Um, somebody just busts out with like a literal dinosaur. Right? Because here's the issue I have with it. If I'm with my peers and I'm having a very serious conversation about race, I expect the people in that conversation to understand the severity of what I'm talking about. And they were. And somebody who I feel like does not have the same questions and concerns about diversity jumped in and told either a joke that was inappropriate or was saying something serious that was inappropriate. Either way, I feel like you're either making light of a very serious point I'm talking about or you're being intentionally destructive to a point that I'm very serious about. Right? Okay. And I never attacked this person on some you're a bad person type shit. I've never said you're X, Y, and Z. They should cancel you. You shouldn't have your space. It was never nothing like that. It was just like, yo, you said some wild shit and this is going to be funny forever. Right? Now, granted, a lot of things change in a year. Um, 
the world itself has changed, but me telling a joke to or perpetuating a joke to 4,000 people or 3,000 people is a lot different than me telling a joke in front of 7,000 people. Okay. Now, I'm going to say this, and I genuinely mean it, and I'm not going to back off of this. There's one thing you can't do on the internet. What's that? Hurt a white woman's feelings. It's the thing that you cannot do. Because people from all different backgrounds and all different levels of understanding Mm -hmm. will say, hey, you're being mean to this person, and you shouldn't do that. Just the way it works, right? Which is insane. It's silly. Be that as it may. Somebody brought the joke back up, and I was like, yo, this was the funniest day ever. She was dead ass serious, right? That marinates for a while. Then it starts to be like, this person is my friend. Don't make fun of her. Which my response is, what the fuck are you talking about? This isn't sixth grade. Like as many times as I've seen people legit come for your neck in my mind, I want to punch him, but I'm like, no, you want to jump in with him, but no, 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 no. I'm talking about legit come for your neck. Like, like the, like the Larry Dallas's and all those idiots and all those people. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like people like that, that legit Mm -hmm. will come for your neck that are serious trying to come down on you Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I would love to chime in, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I know you can handle it. I know you got it. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. You're a grown man. And, and this is what my problem was. It's not that I don't have your back, but in, sure. my, in my mind, I'm cussing them out. But I know overall, like, you got it. So it's like, okay. And this is what my problem was. Mm-hmm. And I mean this. My problem was people were very quick to say, hey, this person apologized. Um, you need to not be mean about it. And my thing was, she never apologized to me. And that was my conversation. Yeah. You feel me? Like, no, 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 no. I ain't get no fucking apology. And they're like, it was just a joke. Like, you have to be cool. And I'm like, look, you being mad at me for being mad and you never having a conversation with your friend about how they derailed a conversation about race and inclusion. Yeah. That's a problem. Like, I'm not the bad guy here. You know what I'm saying? Like. I feel a way that somebody felt the need to jump into a conversation that had nothing to do with them. So, and again, I never said, hey, mess up this woman's money. This woman is a bad person. Nothing like that. It was just like, yo, this was some wild shit somebody said. Mm -hmm. And even said, I hope they're okay. I hope they're doing good. Here's where it gets wild, though. Yeah. So me and her husband were cool. Mm -hmm. Her husband blocked me on the strength of the conversation. Okay. And you know what? What? That's exactly what the fuck he should have done. 100%. Whether or not you think something is serious or not, if your wife is offended at something, it's got to be fucked that other party. It's got to be that, right? Shit resurfaces yesterday. He unblocks me. He's like, yo, like, Cam, okay, like, I know you don't mean anything by it, but people are throwing death threats at my wife and i'm like oh (laughs) i'm like yo not only did i mean anything by it but i'm clearly gonna delete it like no 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 no, slow down slow down no if somebody gets a death threat it doesn't matter i i still feel the same way i feel yeah i absolutely still feel like 
your spouse jumped into a conversation she and no tried to for sure and tried to so derail that's on her and tried to derail a real point that was being made yeah that's on her then i agree at, the, at that point i agree at that point you know what needs to happen you don't need to delete shit because you didn't do nothing wrong what needs, what needs to happen is if it's that big of a deal mm-hmm. Her and her husband need to delete their account and get no, off no, of Twitter. No, 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 no. yes, no. That, okay. Is, is delete that, it. Get rid of is it. Is that a, a method to fix it? Sure. Yes. But, but listen, no. That's how nobody, you fix it. It's nobody very simple. asked me to delete anything. But. Why, but I'm saying, why would you? I understand. Yeah. If I'm cool with you, if you come, I hate come to me as a man because that sounds crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But if you come to me as a man, like, yo, like Cam, like, you and I don't got no problem. I had to block you on the strength of making my house sit right for sure. But if you're going to tell me, Twitter, come motherfuckers, on. listen, people threatening your life. I don't give a fuck about no tweet. <laughs> like, no, but, you yeah. not, I hear exactly what you're saying, but that it shouldn't come to me needs, fixing yeah. it. But that's nothing to do with you. I feel you. But I have seen. And I'm not talking about this tweet specifically, mm-hmm. but I have seen people ride with something. I say to a point that I'm not even riding with it. So no, and, and but that has nothing to do with you. If I can sleep easier knowing I'm not contributing to this thing, you didn't I'm going to do that. Nothing though. Okay, that has nothing I, to I, do with you. You you never said, hey, this is a horrible person. You just made a joke of something. You know what's and, funny? And what's up? I've never said ride on somebody. Never ever ever ever. But I understand how it happens. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, this is this is my point. Of the whole thing with Twitter. I feel like people take Twitter too freaking literal. To the point to where they should not have access to it. This this is the point to where I, I feel like, you know, Twitter just needs to go. Because people take it way too serious, way too literal. And it, it's all nonsense and bullshit being on, like, I would say about 95% of the shit being said on Twitter is, like, nonsense and bullshit. And, I mean, you know, for the people that are taking that, like, way too far. I mean, obviously, you made you made a joke about, and you had every right... To feel a way about how she... I still feel a way. That's like, what I'm saying. Let me, not, and, and, and let like me said, leave you, that part in yeah. there. Like, I'm, you, have, you are 100% right there about are pe- that. Again, imagine being the bad guy in a situation where <laughs> you're having a serious conversation about diversity mm-hmm. and somebody jumps in and derails that. And you're considered like the party with the aggression. And my thing has always been like, look, you got to shame people. Yes. You absolutely have to. Yes, I agree 100%. And if it was me, like flip it around, right? Because you know I take my fucking lumps on the internet, right? If it was me, I'd be like, yep, I fucked up. And then like you're going to get your jokes off. But again, if, if it got to a point where people are wishing like death on you, if somebody says off of the strength of that that i don't know how you're a mother to your kids i'm like yo <laughs> then report that person sure 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 report them and delete your account there are it, enough people to make fun of because again i mean like i said it's the internet twitter's not meant to be taken serious but you know here's my thing like and you know and another thing was you know said person uh, not, not not said person, but I guess their friend had an issue with you, and they were trying to call you out by yeah, ways. Was some wild shit. Yeah, and, and my and you know, oh well, I've been well, then you know what, bitch, delete your account. 
let me say don't this. tweet delete your fucking account get out get off social media nah. get off that shit go enjoy life go outside and smell some goddamn flowers i'm gonna just say this about her um everything was funny mm-hmm. until it was her friend and people are like that like i'm not saying that that's not a natural reaction but yeah. everything was jokes and everybody's missteps were funny till it was her friend and then it became leave my friend alone and, and it's like i had to block this guy fuck this guy he's toxic behavior yeah no that's fucking stupid you i'm know? not saying i'm not toxic i mean I'm not you're toxic absolutely the, toxic i'm not toxic on the internet though no <laughs> yeah you're talking you're toxic all around real life but i'm just saying it like was, yeah she was upset no but but i'm saying like you yeah. know and you know like i said it goes back to like i wouldn't jump into shit the only time i would honestly i think legit jump into some shit is if somebody were to be like racist towards you then i'm jumping the fuck in but the funny part is it's the exact conversation from last weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if your friend makes a bad joke, mm-hmm. it's not your job to defend your friend. Like yeah. it's literally the conversation we had last week. Your job is to support your friend and be friends with them if that's how you want to move. And that's what I do because if I had to defend you, that'd be a fucking job in itself. <laughs> if I had to defend you. God damn. Have what you do you mean heard, me? Have you, heard, do you, have, you, have you heard this podcast? There's yes. a reason we're not on video. <laughs> Well, no, okay, that's different. That's different, but again. No, but, but I mean, we can jump back like, on video again sometimes, like, too. Again, I got a man who made a bad joke seven years ago that he has to answer for. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never jumped in nobody's mentions like, nah, shoot him some bail. Nah, he's a better person. That's for that man to sort out. Yep, All I can do I is be his friend and rock with him. But again, there's a specific group of people whose feelings you aren't allowed to hurt. And again, guys, if you if you feel like you're being bullied on it, if it's depressing you, block the people that are depressing you or just, you know what, just delete your account because you're not getting paid to be on Twitter. I disagree with all of that, but no, I will say, no, again, if it's easy, it's the only yeah, sure way to get better. I absolutely appreciate her husband being like, yeah, yo, let's talk. And you come Nothing out that conversation that. and you're like, you know what? I feel you, dog. Like he's he's solid and was solid before and mm-hmm. did again. He made every step that I would absolutely make in the same scenario. And so respect to that, man. He's a solid dude. Yeah, yeah. Nothing um, wrong with that. But I'm saying, like, if that's just have that point, just delete your account. Like, AEW is not paying you to fucking get off tweets. I got a fun AEW story that I can't tell. I know. I, I'm jealous of you. Because <laughs> that, that's, wanna... that's one of the actual wrestlers that I would rock with. And I would be like, oh, shit, what's up, man? I just want to say, like... You can be critical of all the wrestling companies, Mm -hmm. but if you're solid, wrestlers will fuck with you. And like, and for him to fuck with you, that's it's cool. It really is cool. Even though he's a lot Um, younger than me, he's my hero. It's cool. And if you were a wrestler, that's who you would be. And I know that much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, you know. Um. People are, this world is a lot smaller than we make it out to be. Yeah. And the people who are like-minded and the people who are creative and the people who want to be more than just an act and want to transcend, you'd be amazed how much these people like to bounce ideas. And so salute to the creators. Um, Yeah. And also one more thing, y'all, if I, if I, if I find out, that any of y'all out there are like 
making death threats to anybody, I'm going to report you. I'm going to make sure you're out of here. Yeah, like that's not like even uh, if it's somebody I don't rock with. Yeah. If you're wishing death on yeah, them, like yeah. you're missing no, the whole nobody point. Deserves that, you know. And I'll say this too, Peanut. Hmm. Something that I forget, like you and I are from an environment. Um, you know, we played, you know, Texas 5A high school football mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Which is now the 6A, by the way. Which is now 6A. That's why I yeah. said 5A at the time. But, yeah. you know, we come from a locker room where motherfuckers is going to bust on you. The majority of our circle when we get together is like black guys our age. Mm-hmm. So motherfuckers is going to clown you. And you got to have thick skin through that. And so a lot of times that is like my natural state. Like if somebody says something crazy, we're going to bust on you. Not everybody comes from that. And I do forget that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm still not apologizing. Yeah, you should I'm apologizing for having a reach that would bring you into any situation where somebody will wish physical violence on you because that's not cool. But I stand steadfast in the idea of if I'm having a very serious conversation about race and inclusion and diversity and you jump in to derail that, it's for me to make fun of. I absolutely ride with that. But if it gets to the point where somebody's wishing evil on you, I can pull back because it's not that deep. Yeah. The South Congress podcast. So the last thing we're going to talk about. Yeah. And I didn't tell you this. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> but it's been coming for a while. What I do? So peanut. Huh? Not that you would have a choice in the matter. Okay. But how would you feel if your wife was on OnlyFans? If she's bringing in money, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, um, we didn't talk about it beforehand, me and him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say his name on here. But we have a buddy who we grew up with who lives out this way, who is a big fan of the show, a big supporter of the show. As a matter of fact. Can I shout him out or no? No. God damn it. Um, can I call him by his it, nickname? No. We can do okay. it next week if he lets us do it. Okay. Because um, he'll hear this. But I'll message right now. Hold on. He has, been, <laughs> he has been talking to us about this. And I didn't know it from him at first, right? So I rarely log into Facebook. And I'm in Facebook. And I click on the stories every now and again. And his wife comes out. And her OnlyFans link is is on the Facebook stories post. <laughs> so like they've came to the crib and kicked it and drank. Yeah. And she's nice. Nice. People. Yeah. And you person. know, he's solid. We known him forever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it ain't right. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> quoting little rascals. It ain't right. Not his wife having an OnlyFans because that's totally their business. Yeah. I feel bad looking at it, dude. I feel bad. Not the OnlyFans. I've never looked at the OnlyFans. Um, but just like the previews and stuff, I'm like, because he told us they don't need the money. Like, it ain't like we hurting, so we doing this. This is for like, this is off the love. This is off the strength. Can I ask you something? Yes. You want to go half on it? To support. <laughs> I would rather just send him... The the premium money and never look at it, (laughs) right? Like my man, like it's not okay. It's totally fine, but we're not shaming you, man. Like I said, you're a homie. 
And like I said, you know, you know, hey, if the money's coming in, get your bread, get that money. The homie rule is this, and we should we should lay this out. And when I say it's a homie rule, I'm not pushing our rules and politics on y'all. Mm-hmm. This is how it works on the Northwest. Okay. Yeah. Northwest Vietnam shit, by the way, y'all. If Listen a up. Guy likes a girl. Mm-hmm. Fair game. I agree. If a guy has had intercourse with a girl. Fair game. Fair game. Right? Yeah. If a guy tells you he's talking to a girl, you you ask him what he means by that. If he clarifies what that means, off the books. Yeah. Yeah, she's, you can't mess with her. Girlfriends, a no-no. Wives, of course, a no-no. Baby mamas, Fair game. Now, let's explain. Fair game. Did he want the baby? Don't matter. Fair game. <laughs> Is she riding solo dolo and if she's depressed, fair game. If he's never posted the baby on Instagram, she's fair game. Even if it is, so what? Fair game. Wow. Pe- peanuts from a different side of the Northwest. No, I'm, fr- I'm from that Northwest Vietnam shit. But okay? the only gray areas are baby mamas. Yeah. If he sure. doesn't like the baby. <laughs> and and talking right yeah so once that's his girl and once that's his wife we don't look at her the same like she not fine no more she not sexy no more we don't want no parts no more right so my man says yo my wife got the the only fans it's like i don't know how you want me to feel i don't have the feels you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's cool. It's, it is cool. I've absolutely told somebody that I'm close to that they should consider maybe looking into that. Why did you say that? they fit the perfect profile for OnlyFans. Explain the profile. Tall, thick, milk, and blonde. Wait, 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 wait. Let's slow down a little bit. <laughs> let's, let's slow down just a little bit. And I was like, look. You know, I brought. I was like, "Hey, like, you know, because um, she she would get hit with like those sugar daddy people." I'm like, "Hey, you know, fuck it, just do it." I was like, "I can get my chunky donkeys that way." Wait, you wanted a woman to create an OnlyFans to buy you sneakers? Yeah, and then after that, she wants to keep going. Cool. If not, hey, shut it down. I got my chunky donkeys. We good. We solid. <laughs> so you wanted a woman. To basically take scantily <laughs> clad photos, post them on they his site. They don't have to be that way. Like I said, because, because of her, of the way she looks, she would literally just be sitting there fully clothed on a fucking bed and it'll still sell. What does she look like, Peanut? Again, I explained. She's your prototype. She's your dream woman. Tall, thick, milk, and blonde. Wait, she's my dream woman? Yeah. I've never seen her in my dreams. Sure you have. Have you seen her in yours? Yes, but you have too. Have you seen her when you wake up from a dream? Have you seen her before you start to dream? Well, yeah. Okay. All right. But still. But still what? I'm just saying. Tell me the still, because I'm very still right now. I'm not moving. No, I'm not moving either. I'm chilling. I'm I'm moving to get my drink. When you wake up from that dream, do you have to move slightly so she's not uncomfortable? 
Yes, but still. <laughs> Peanut. This is about you. This ain't about Peanut, me. Peanut, did you tell a woman you spend intimate time with to start an OnlyFans? I didn't tell her to. I said, I said if she did, like, that would be dope. Like, I was like, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, obviously, she's not going to because she's like, no, fuck that. But I'm like, you fit the, like, you'd bank on, like, I, I legit think she can make over 3K a month easily just because. You, you just ran be- the numbers? In my head, yes. It's a nasty nigga, dog. No, because, because, no, because honestly, <laughs> think about it. Okay, because of your influence on Twitter with wrestling Twitter. You also have the influence of them being porn Twitter. How did this become about me? Because your follow your followers are also my followers too. Let's be honest, okay? Let's <laughs> okay. be real. All right, I'll be I'll be honest with that. Your followers are pretty much some, not all of them, obviously. You know, like maybe like point zero one percent of your followers are mine. Okay? okay, but the ones that do, they retweet all these OnlyFans. And I'm looking at half these women. I'm like, how? And but but again, mm-hmm. there's a vice for everything. Yeah, I think the fun thing about being a woman is probably somebody like you. Yes. like, But in their public about it. Like, we can't be ugly and post a a fucking picture on Twitter and, like, have a bunch of people trying to fuck us under DMs afterward. Exactly. It don't work like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying. But when it comes to, like, women, there's a vice for every man. Like, somebody's going to shoot their shots. Somebody's going to say, hey, be horny enough to be like, fuck it. You know how I knew niggas were nasty? Hmm. I was watching that show Deadwood and... It's hey. very much about like still kind of outlaw times, like a small settlement in South Dakota where they were doing all the nasty shit. Mm-hmm. So they had a brothel there. And then one guy who instead of like fucking the whores, right? Yeah. He would have them all line up against like the banister or whatever. And he'd run by and put his tongue out, try to lick as many titties as he could before he got to the end of the line. And that's what he paid for. Niggas are nasty. That's <laughs> awesome. I wish I had that kind of money. Niggas are disgusting. So yeah, there's can't do that in COVID times for everybody. You know. That's so, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, and you know, so so I, I was just kind of joke because like she's already got like you know ten plus DMs of like you know please be my sugar baby blah blah. I'm like dude, fucking do it. I go you know just send him feet pics, do something, get that five k, and then fucking bail block him, and I can get my chunky donkeys right then and there. In the end, it's and always it's, about peanut shoes. And she'll still have money for bills later on. <sighs> it's the South Congress podcast, episode 114. Uh, I want to shout out my cousin Cedric for copping the Living Savage shirt. He got it in black. It comes um, in black? Took some pictures. Yeah. He got oh, it in that's black. Oh, game changer for uh, me now. Took some pictures of it. Uh, you know, got it out there. He actually, like, him posting it, got, like, three more people to buy it. So shout out to Cousin Sed. Shout out. Um, yeah, uh, salute to them kids at Tiger Driver, man. Uh, they made a post about uh, the people Kinda they with think. Those shorts. I got them. You bought them? I did I buy them. See, I want to see. I got the short like shorts. You. No pause. Um, they made a post basically about all the people who, not all the people, but the people who they think are most influential in this space right now mm-hmm. and they included me in there it was crazy as one of like these content creators who can really help a brand you should you should wear the tiger driver shorts with no shirt on i'm going to do that that's you the whole to. that's the i goal. want to see okay but like so no weirdness but i want to see a look like on you because i saw i'm like i kind of want those shorts yes yeah, I, got, I got them so they, they look like, hard like shit with them on hell yeah so uh shout out to the tiger driver kids yeah. man uh chris i don't and know Jake y'all but shout out to y'all being uh 
trailblazers, man. They are real influencers. And, I, and I'm happy those kids are doing what they're doing out here. Um, What's the one guy we met at uh, Royal Rumble? What's his name again? Um, oh, uh, Shells. Yeah. Yeah. He has some cool clothing, too. Yeah. he. I mean, he dresses like we should dress. I know. I, I, <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, that's that grown man shit. I respect that. I kind of want to pair those pink shorts, but I think he might be sold out of them. You should find them. Michelle's, if you have some more, please save me one. I'll PayPal you the money or Venmo, whatever. Yeah, man. Uh, R.I.P. to Regis Philbin. Um, Wherever you stand on Kanye, I definitely hope that somehow we get less bullshit. So whatever you think leads to that, I want that. Because he's diluting the streams out here. And I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, um, the internet jokes are all fun. When it starts becoming about people's safety... Um, the jokes aren't as funny. And so if you listen to this and you down with what I say, you know, let the jokes salute. be jokes. <laughs> salute for sure. But let the jokes be jokes, man. Like it's not that deep. None and again, of this if you're doing death deep. threats, we will find out. You will be reported and turned in all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you out of here. Uh, we do not play when it comes to people's lives. We, we don't care who it is. This ain't the time to joke about that shit, man. Yeah, man. People are really out here, mm-hmm. you know, fighting for survival. And so we're we not going to play them games, man. It's just not cool. Um, it's the South Congress podcast, episode 114. My name is Cameron. And I'm Peanut. And we're out. See ya. Bye, Craig. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.